Good morning and good coffee, everybody. Hey, it's time for some morning coffee with Larry on this Friday. Yay, it's Friday, November 22nd, 2019. Ah, it is a beautiful morning. And it's because I'm still on vacation. It's a Friday, and you all know how excited I get over Fridays. But it's the first day of the first season of shotgun deer hunting in Illinois. Now, I know some of you out there, that's going to just make you, uh, repulse you uh, regarding deer hunting. But this has been a tradition in my family for several years. And my dad got me into deer hunting. And I got my son into deer hunting. And we have many family members who hunt. And we don't hunt for sport. We hunt for food. We, uh, we, uh, we enjoy venison. Some of us more than others. Uh, <laughs> my wife is not the biggest fan of venison. But it is, uh, it's pretty good. And it's, uh, it's a skill that uh, gives me a level <clears throat> of confidence that, if necessary, I know what to do. Um, and so, but the, for me, the best part of deer hunting is either sitting in the stand or right now I'm sitting in a... Uh, a little stand that we call Jerry's Playhouse or Jerry's Clubhouse. Uh, Jerry is a fellow that used to hunt with us, but uh, age and, and uh, illness is, uh, has now put him out of the deer hunting uh, realm, but he, uh, he was a very avid hunter, and they had a one of these Walmart jungle gym kind of towers that you, you buy at Walmart there and, and for the grandkids. And the grandkids were too old for that, so his wife said, uh, get rid of that. So he brought it up here to the farm and put a bunch of boards and plywood on it and made it uh, a little bit taller on the inside and put a roof. And so now we've got this great, <laughs> pretty windproof and rainproof um, deer stand out here. Uh, so that's what I'm sitting in. And I, I take a, a sip of coffee this morning to Jerry and, uh, and thank him again for uh, giving us a great deer stand. My son's uh, shot a couple of deer out of this stand. So it's, uh, it's a good one. But what I love most is sitting out here by myself. Well, you guys are joining me right now. But in just looking out over nature, over God's creation, life gets so busy. And we get busy with man's creation that we really don't get the opportunity to spend much time soaking in and appreciating God's creation. So I'm looking out. There's 
four windows that I'm looking through to just kind of scan the area. There's one behind me. I don't look out that one because it's just a tree, bunch of trees. I'm on the edge of a fence row. But I look at these trees that are right next to me. And there's different varieties, but I'm sitting next to a little cluster of sassafras. And you can tell sassafras by the bark, by the the shape of how it grows. And these ones have buds on the end. So uh, they must have enjoyed some warmer spell here since, you know, winter is basically upon us. Um, late fall. But, uh, yeah, there's, there, there's green bark at the ends of the branches. And you see the little buds for the next set of leaves and... Uh, and such that will grow out of that. I look out over the field in front of me, and it's conservation reserve. Um, my mom has 90 acres in the CRP program, and what that simply means is she has in a, currently in a 10-year contract to grow certain grasses in these acres for wildlife. And so there's there's lots of different plants that bloom at different seasons. Um, there's also, uh, it provides cover for birds, um, pollinator sources with the blooms, but then for the birds, you have all the different seeds that they produce. There's a few little trees out there, small ones that I mow down whenever I'm uh, able to get out there and keep, them from, keep it all from just growing up. But I also know that there are bedding down areas out there. You'll see little nests where uh, pheasant, and we have a lot of pheasant. I'm surprised I have not heard any pheasant. I have heard turkey this morning. But they also, you have a lot of deer bedding down in the 30 acres that I have sitting in front of me. I also look off to the side and I see an old concrete silo that's over 100 years old. It was my great-grandpa Henry's silo. It hasn't been used for silage. Goodness. Oh, I'm going to guess probably going back to the 40s, early 50s at the, the most recent time. So we're going back 70, 75 years maybe. Uh, the top is gone. Um, we have the, the, I guess you would call them portholes almost like, little windows that go up the side where you can pitch out the silage. Uh, we had those boarded up to keep people from accidentally going in and hurting themselves. There's about four foot of water in the bottom of it. But it stands there as this silent sentinel over an area that used to be my great-grandpa's um, farmstead. He had a big barn. He had two barns, actually. A horse barn and a cow barn. 
and uh, the cow barn was getting very dilapidated. My dad took it down, but the horse barn is where we stored a lot of antique farm equipment. And unfortunately, in, I think it was 2004, um, an arsonist came and burned the barn down, and we lost all the all the antique equipment that was in there. It, it was a, a very, very sad day. But this is where he had his fields. He had his big potato patch. He had a large root cellar. That is where my grandpa kept um, a lot of his root produce over there. Uh, and then just brought back what he could keep in his. But I look over this, and it's a beautiful, it's a cool day. It's uh, 36 degrees. It is completely wind still. Completely wind still. I've only heard one shotgun as I was walking up to the stand. <laughs> And you see, this, this is peaceful. And whether a deer comes by or not, this is time that I set aside to think, to appreciate, to reflect, and to be thankful. I use it to kind of reminisce in the past, just like I've been sharing with you, looking over at the old silo. <clears throat> I think about times when my dad was still alive and, and we would hunt together. I think about times when I was a kid hunting squirrel with my grandpa in the woods that are off to the um, northeast of me where I'm sitting right now, there used to be a very large colony of squirrels, uh, most of them the big fox squirrels. And I, I remember hunting with my grandpa there. I do not like squirrel meat. I'm just laying that out there. <laughs> but I would hear the stories from grandpa and hear the stories from dad, how when my dad and my aunt... Irene were growing up that during the summer uh, squirrel was one of the, the primary uh, meats that they had on the table. I'm sure they also had chickens um, but your larger animals a lot of times you didn't have those except more in the winter time because of lack of refrigeration. Of course there was always canning of meat that people could do and did But I'm just listening to the birds. Ah, sensing a little bit of breeze coming. We have complete cloud cover. But one of the things that I've noticed is unless there is a storm front or something that's moving through, at sunrise, it's very still. But as the sun rises higher in the sky, comes over, in essence, comes over the horizon. That's when you start to feel 
movement of air. It's like the sun brings the breeze. And that's kind of neat. So, do you have to be a hunter to enjoy, to set aside time to do this kind of thing? No. But I think in our busy lives, we need to literally put on the schedule, put on the calendar, days and times when we escape out into nature. Maybe it's Maybe you have a wooded area yourself and you're just too busy to to spend time in it. So put it on your calendar. Maybe there's a wooded area nearby where you live or uh, a park that's not in the middle of a city, but maybe it's a state park, a county park, some federal land. Maybe you have to drive a little bit to get there. But what you need to do is go out, set schedule it, and drive there and go out with a lawn chair, a cup of coffee or a thermos, maybe a little bit of snacky stuff in a baggie in your pocket. By the way, I have a raisin brand in my pocket. Maybe a notepad and pen. Because you may get some inspiration by letting, excuse me, by letting your conscious mind just drift and let that subconscious mind that's working things out have a little bit more of an influence over what we think. There could be some great ideas that are in there, that are waiting to be explored, but we busy ourselves so much, we just can't, we can't do it. It doesn't come out. I've come up with some very good plans, some also foolish (laughs) plans, sitting in a deer stand, being out in nature, sitting on a hillside, There's another location. I've never seen a deer. I know they go through, but it's a little piece of ground I have in the river bottom. And it's it's a 20-acre piece, and the majority of it is a field. But then at the edge of the field, it goes up a hillside. You don't have any direct access to the hillside. I have to go across to other people's land to get there. But probably this weekend... I'm going to go out there with a lawn chair and just sit among the trees. And if nothing comes by to disrupt it, it'll be wonderful. So take time yourself. Find a place where you can go and just get away and let yourself Relax, recharge, soothe yourself, especially if you have anxiety or depression. This can be a good thing. And if your mind just doesn't want to shut off, maybe find an interesting podcast that's about positive things. Maybe it's where you 
download on your phone some good, relaxing, uplifting kinds of music. And just go out and experience. Well, this was not exactly what I planned on the topic being today. (laughs) Um, I had some other things, but I don't know. This just seemed to be where I was feeling moved. So I'll save the others for next week. Well, that's all I've got for today. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining me today as well as on the other days where we, uh, we have our time together for some coffee. And uh, we'll catch you next week. Have a great day. Bye-bye.